0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of Bible Baptist Church. Please visit our website at www.southbaybbc.org for more information. Everyone's life is full of extreme events and emotions with much complexity. But it's up to us whether we will live in simplicity or in complexity. A simple life does not mean we have no trials. A simple life does not mean we have no temptations. A simple life does not mean we have no heartaches or disappointments. No, that's not what it means. A simple life is what we have. It's not what we have in life. Okay. That is the foundation of that Christian life. It's not what we have in life. Whether. We have uh, good things going on, or whether we have a good house or a good car, and, and good things just keep pouring. It's not what we gain, but who we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a simple life. The reason why you're always pulled on uh, 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 one end and to the other, and and, and 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 you have inward struggles and you have no peace in your heart, is because you're looking at what you gain. And but if you just realize the whole picture of what God wants to do in your life, and who you are becoming, then you'll have peace, my friend. Romans chapter 8, I just quoted just a moment ago. All things work together for good to them that love God. He's not, wor- he's not, wor- he's not working on what you could gain. No, he's working on who you are. How you can be more like Jesus Christ. A simple life is not what we have in life, for there are a lot of complex uh, situations and a lot of trials and temptations. But who we are in life, and, and if we truly want to be like Jesus, then we must seek, seek simplicity, simple faith. How we live us, how can we live a simple life in complexity this morning? I'd like to sh- briefly share with you uh, three helpful understandings in progressing in the simple life that God desires for us. Number one understand and recognize that we can be enslaved to sinful life a sinful life and that could give us complexity and that could get us away from simplicity and it could add to the complex life that we're going through in proverbs chapter 5 verse 21 to 23 let's look at it together and i believe it's on the slide as well it says for the ways of man are before the eyes of the lord and he pondereth all his going His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall behold them with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly, he shall go astray. You know, in the context, the Bible is speaking about an adulterer. And we know that adultery is sin and explains how a person's ways are before the eyes of the Lord, and and God knows what a person is up to and he perceives all sins and that's what God is talking about here and even the sin of adultery as we think about Proverbs chapter 5 and according to verse 22 though it says our sins and iniquities have dominion or cannot have dominion over a person and his sins can be like cords binding his life and ladies and gentlemen our lives can be much complicated And be burdened with more complexity and with no solution when we are bound by sins. And sins do not bring forth joy, peace, life, or even simplicity. But brings forth mourning. It brings forth struggle and even death. Look up with me in James chapter 1. Look at verse 14. Here's a slide here. It says, but every man is tempted... When he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. In verse 15. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth what? Sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. You see, we're a sinner by nature. When there is temptation of lust around us, our flesh longs for them. It's ready to feed on. And the Bible says, now, when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And when you sin against the Lord, when you sin against God, there is consequence. It says, when it is what? Finished. When it is finished, bringeth forth death. That's why we have the physical death even today when Adam and Eve was I believe they were supposed to live for uh, all eternity, and, uh, but they took of the fruit. And God says, if you take of that uh, fruit of tree of knowledge and good and evil, ye shall surely die. But they took of the fruit, and then death came upon humanity. And everyone's born one time, but then they are faced with death another. That's why people die. That's why people die in old age. And that's why we're not improving at all, like some evolution will say. But we are actually degrading and we're getting ready for death. I think about uh, there was a preacher named Curtis Hudson. And uh, he faced some uh, bone cancer in his life. And he died, I think, back in 1994, 1995. 95. And uh, he was meeting with his doctor and his doctor said, sir, you're terminal. And I mean, you're going to die soon. Okay. I don't know what conversation they were having, but, and uh, Pastor Curtis Hudson said, you're a terminal too. What was he saying? We're all going to die. Okay. Some people die in different form, and some people die in, 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 in different, maybe uh 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 uh, uh a tragedy, or maybe a, 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 a health reasons. I don't know what. And uh, but everyone is terminal. Everyone's gonna die. Why? Because of sin. But notice the word when it is finished. Okay. When sin is finished, then we die. So there is a duration where where we are sinning, and where we are lusting. And ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, let's look at Galatians chapter 6 on the slide. It says here, be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. But he that soweth to his flesh, shall of the flesh reap corruption. God says you're you're not going to reap good things when you are sowing to the flesh, you're sowing to sin." Yes, when it is finished, we bring it forth dead. But you're not uh, sowing uh, sowing the right seeds of life, and and the big news for all of us that we are all sinners, as I mentioned before in Romans chapter three, verse twenty-three. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse twenty. For there is not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So everyone's a sinner, and we will all die one day. But how are we? Are you living a sinful life? And I think the answer is yes, in some degree, everyone is. And let me just get to the plan of salvation this morning. And uh, I want you to recognize the fact that everyone is a sinner and that no one is exempt. Everyone uh, uh, who was born has been born with sin in their lives and their sinful lives cannot be justified by our own works or by their own doings. But our sins, as we think about it, in uh, our sinful nature, we are guilty, and by God's verdict, and that we are uh, uh, gonna, we are going to all face a lake of fire that is waiting for us. And uh, but thank God, however, that our, our sinless Savior Jesus Christ came two thousand years ago. Yes, we have sinful lives, but thank God, we have Jesus Christ who lived a sinless life. And he came here 2,000 years ago. And he didn't live a sinful life like us, but a sinless one. He died in our place. He died for our sins. And why? So that we may live, so that we may not die and burn in the lake of fire. And everyone is a sinner, but everyone could have a Savior. That's the good truth. The bad truth, yes, everyone is a sinner. But the good truth, the good news is that everyone, but one must recognize that he or she has a sinful life. Only a sinner who admits he she or she, is lost needs a Savior. A person who is just adding Jesus Christ in their life, I believe, is, is, is not truly receiving Christ as their only, uh, only personal Savior. If a person is just believing and not repenting and not knowing, hey, I'm a sinner, I'm going to go to the lake of fire, that person is just adding Jesus. You just can't add Jesus, my friend. You gotta uh, make sure that you, uh, 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 as you think about Jesus and what He did on that cross, you uh, replace Jesus of what you believed before, and then he, and then choose Jesus as your only Savior. And you're not adding him to your good works. You're not adding him to your other beliefs. You're not adding him to your own trust. No. You're just replacing everything. You're repenting of all the things that you have uh, believed before and saying, hey, that was wrong. And and I'm a sinner. I'm going to go to the lake of fire. Now I am going to have Jesus in my life. And he is my only Savior. That's what happened when I uh, received Christ, my personal Savior. I just trusted him in simplicity. I realized I was a sinner. And I, I actually, the Holy Spirit of God burned in my heart and asked this question, so where are you going to go after you, after you die? If you are to die tonight, where are you going to go? And then I have to answer that question with the, with the one word, hell. I'm going to go to hell. And in simplicity, I trusted Jesus. I decided to, not to trust myself, what I've experienced, and who I am. No, I trust in Jesus alone. I didn't just add Jesus, my friend. I took myself out of the equation. I took everything out of the equation uh, concerning salvation. It was only Jesus, my friend. And ladies and gentlemen, I wonder if you have Jesus in your heart this morning. I wonder if you have simply trusted Jesus as your personal Savior. And uh, and, and one must recognize that he or she has a sinful life. And only a sinner who admits he or she is lost needs a Savior. For a sinful person... Uh, 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 there is a simple salvation. You see, Jesus came, Jesus died for your sin, and Jesus rose again on the third day, and Jesus promised he's here life. A simple life with, with much complexity needs a simple salvation in Jesus. And many people uh, uh, want to do so many things so they can have heaven as their home. But, ladies and gentlemen, salvation is simple. There is only one word that you need to trust, Jesus Christ's work And what he did on that and then when he said it is finished, hey, he meant it. It is finished. There is no more sacrifices for sins. And there is no more uh, 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 sacrifices uh, of a Savior anymore. One, by one offering he perfected uh, uh, uh then uh, uh, that are forever his ladies and gentlemen and uh, let us make sure that uh, we're not trusting anything else except for jesus today and what he did on that cross and if you have never trusted christ in that way in simplicity i encourage you to raise your hand after the service is over so that you can receive him as your savior there are so many people also who just love their sinful lives they love their sin of pride They love the sin of adultery and maybe drunkenness and sensuality, hatred and lies and deceits. They love sin so much that they don't realize that they're binding themselves with so many cores of sins. And uh, let me get to the Christian aspect here now as I talk about the plan of salvation. Christians, I want to encourage you, hey, do not add in your life another complex, simple habit. Some people love their sin more than the Savior. They love the world more than the Savior. The Bible says, love not the world, and neither the things are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the uh, of flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passed away, and the lust thereof. You know, the sins that you enjoy so much will not last long. I think about the people in the lake of fire even today. Those who have committed sins, like many people in this world, did you know that they don't have the things that they desire for anymore? A adulterer will pray for sensuality, but they'll not have it. A drunker will crave for alcohol in the lake of fire, Liars will look, uh, uh, look for an opportunity to deceive and to cheat somebody, but he'll not have the opportunity to do anything. You see, all the world and the lust thereof will be finished one day. And along with your life, and you'll never have that again. And realize that all the things in this world are just temporary, and even the lust and the sins thereof. That's what the Bible says in 2, uh, 1 John chapter 2, I just quoted a moment ago. The world passed away in the lesser era, but he that doeth the will of God abided forever. I want to encourage you as Christians, do not live in the courts of sin. Do not love this world. Love the Father. Love the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid the ultimate penalty for your sin. The Bible says in Isaiah 5, 18, Woe unto them that draw iniquity and cords of vanity, and sin as it were with a cart robe. And uh, 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 what the Bible is saying here, a person is dragging and, and leading many sins with their cords. And, and also they love their sins so much, they're leading themselves with the cart robe, meaning with a thicker and stronger cords of robes for sins of many that they love. Skinny rope won't do. They want a thick cord so that they may be able to uh, bring forth their sins into their life and be tangled therein. And the Bible also says God will judge and he will cut off the cords of the wicked. In Psalm 129 verse 4, the Lord is righteous. He had cut us on the cords of the wicked. The wicked and sinners will no longer have access to their lustful sins. God will cut them off. And ladies and gentlemen, if you're a believer, if, you're, if you have received Christ as your personal Savior, hey, God is not mocked you. God will chastise you. Why? Because you're not a, a bastard in front of his uh, uh, eyes, but you're sons and daughters in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're his child, and he's not going to let his child just, you know, uh, 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 go, go, uh, go forth and, and, and feed the appetite of lust and sin in this uh, uh, wicked life. And God will make sure a sinful life will not win anything, but will lose everything. Do you have a sinful life this morning? And I wonder as Christians that you are just entangling yourself with the cords of sin. Did you know there are some Christians in the Bible who... About Ananias and Sapphira, they died in the church because they lied to the Holy Spirit. They sold some lands and they had some money and they said this is how much we're going to get. But they actually in the closet did some different accounting. They actually had more that they should have given. So, the, so Peter, I don't know how he found out. Sometimes you just kind of wonder, how does a preacher find out? You know, uh, I preach sometimes and, uh, you know, uh, somebody comes up to me and say, sounds like you're just preaching to me. And I say, that's right. I was preaching to you. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I just preach it and then the Holy Spirit convicts the hearts of people. But I don't know how Peter found out in Acts there. But he found out and he said, how come you have lied to the Holy Ghost? And the Bible says that those two people gave up the ghost and they died. I think about even Samson. He died. He died in a very tragic way. He was a judge, he was God's man. But we see the consequences of sin. You see, you might have little sin here and little sin there. But just like Samson, by the way, what did he do? He passed by. The dead carcass. You know, as a uh, Levite, he's not supposed to touch any dead carcass. He said, oh, there's a honey there. I, I want to get some of that honey. You know what I That's a very simple thing. But that was small sin that it started out with. And then it became greater and greater and greater. And, of course, he had the sin of womanizing. And, ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you today that you... Uh, get yourself untangled from the sins of this world. Yes, it might be fun. Yes, it might be joyful. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, God is not mocked. God is not mocked. Secondly, a saved life. A saved life. A sinful life, a saved life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You know, simple truth is that we are a new creature, new creature. With new purpose, new hope, new life, a new start. As born-again believers, we do not need to be entangled again to sinful life or bondage. And Apostle Paul writes to the Christians in Galatians who were convinced again to take on works for the perfection of the flesh. But there is a general application of how we should be entangled. How we can be entangled with the sins of the flesh. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You know, Jesus made us free from sin, why do we want to go back? That's what Apostle Paul's saying. Hey, how come you have entangled yourself in the sins of the lust once again? And Jesus made us free. Why are you going back? And now understand that we are not free of sin. No one is perfect, yes, but we are free from sin. We have a new master and the Holy Spirit wants to govern our lives so that we may be Free from the power of sin. Peter writes, the false teachers and the general application can also be made concerning going back to the entangled sins of the flesh. In 2 Peter chapter 2, if you look at the, uh, look at the uh, scripture with me, it says, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are what? Again. Again entangled therein. And overcome, and latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness; after they have known it, to turn back from the holy commandment delivered unto them. What is Peter saying? It would have been better if they had never got saved. It would have been better if they had never received Christ as their personal Savior. It would have been better that they have never had their sins forgiven. If they're gonna get. It. Themselves entangled with the sins of the world again, and and Peter writes later on. He says, "Hey, a dog is returned to his own vomit." How think Anyone here would like to eat their own vomit? But I'm sure many of you have seen dogs do it. I've seen it. I think I was like seven years old. I had my own pet in the house, and uh, back in South Korea, and we had a little dog, a little tiny dog. I don't know many of you are dog lovers goes on their way. Even this morning, and we have a little flea trap, and our neighbor has cats and everything, so uh, we have a little flea trap, so if there's any fleas, you know, it traps them, and it's a little sticker, you know, a sticker, a uh, 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 round sheet thing, and then any uh, bugs that come in, and it sticks, and then uh, we woke up this morning, and then and then my wife said, hey, we caught something, and it was a cricket, and uh, the cricket was still alive, and then my kids were all excited looking at it, you know, and, and, uh, and, uh, and we're looking at the long antenna, and You know we i feel very sorry for it i I didn't mean to catch you cricket and uh, you know i I want to let you go so i took out the thing i disassembled the wheat trap and then so i was like how am i going to take out this guy and so i kind of got a little tissue and then i tried to grab it but then i realized the 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 sticker was so strong so if i were to maybe try to pull that guy out i'll probably you know you know dissect the guy (laughs) i'll probably pull his leg out or whatever so Uh, You know, I just cut the sticker out and put him in the trash and it's still there. It's probably alive still. So, you know, I I, I have a little sympathy about that. And I remember I had a little dog and uh, when I was in South Korea, a little tiny looking looking dog. And, uh, you know, the dog loved me at first, but didn't like me later. Because I remember one time, The so dog is trying to get in, in that slight little crack. And then, amazingly, it didn't make it. So uh, uh, it, 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 the, the door got, I mean, the, his tail got caught on the door. So it, it squeezed it. And then, and then ever since after that, every time I get, came back home, the dog was not happy to see me. And he was growling in the corner of the closet. And, and then later on, the, the, the tail actually uh, fell off. And, uh, but, you know, the dog was still okay. And uh, it's okay. All right. Don't, don't, uh, don't call you know, the government, okay? <laughs> the dog's fine. And, uh, and anyways, uh, uh, but, uh, and, and, but I remember that dog. It vomited one time, and then, and then it, it ran away for a bit, and then came back and started eating that vomit again. And how gross is that? And that's what the Bible saying. The Bible says, hey, when you go back to your sins, when you get entangled with the life of the, uh, of the simple life of this world, you're like a dog going back to the vomit. That's how God sees it. That's not what I'm saying, and that's not what other preachers are saying. That's what God is saying. And ladies and gentlemen, let us not live a life in complexity and, and let us not live a life of filthiness, but let us live a life of simplicity and live a that live uh, simply live away from sin and simply live away from the world and simply live away from avoidable temptations why because we have a saved life my friend we're born again we are a new creature in the Lord Jesus Christ we're not uh, taking on to the old things anymore we have new plans and new goal and and new purpose in life why go back to the vomit of the world I know you cannot avoid everything in the that doesn't mean you have to enjoy everything in this world. Yes, you might go to a restaurant and they might play some very mad music. Very bad music. And very lustful music. Very wicked music. And uh, you know, uh, and and by the way, there are a lot of bad musics with bad messages, as you know that. I mean, this, this is the old rock and root, rock and roll group, but Remember the group KISS? You know what that KISS stands for? Nights and Satan Services. You know, uh, the devil knows music. And he's going to try to do his best to convince us that his music is okay. And try to make it look nice and make it look okay and make it look, hey, there's nothing wrong with this kind of music. And you're sitting in a restaurant and you're listening to that kind of music. Hey, I want you to know, as much as, you know, uh, 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 we we shouldn't be so legalistic, but uh, uh, let us make sure we're not enjoying that type of music. You're bothered by it. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is bothered by it. God's people (laughs) said. And And what you watch and whatever, however you look, whatever you do, make sure you live a life that represents the Lord Jesus Christ. A saved life. And and many Christians are like the Laodicean church, lukewarm. And they're not hot or cold. They're just lukewarm. And God says, I'm ready to spew you out of my mouth. And if you're living a lukewarm life, you know, how dare can you say that you're close with the Lord Jesus Christ? When God says, I'm ready to spew you out of my mouth. Live a saved life, a life that is truly born again, truly pure and clean. Number three, I'm finished, a surrender life. Matthew chapter 10, verse 38 through 39, He that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it. He that loatheth his life for my sake shall find it. You know, a complicated life will always fight the Lord. A simple life will always be surrendered. A complicated life will always try to gain everything, but lose. A simple life will always be surrendered. And also will lose everything, but will gain. You know, some might question, why is my life so complicated? And Why are there so many difficulties and complexity? Maybe because you're not surrendered to the Lord. It's not because no one has trials like you do. There is no temptation taking you but to might be thinking, hey, I'm the only person that's going through this. No, there there are several others who went through it before. There are several other people in history who went through worse. There are no temptation taking you, but this is common to man. But God is faithful. Maybe you have forgotten about that. God is faithful. It's not the situations that you need to concentrate on. You need to concentrate on the Savior. And you need to be surrendered, and I need to be surrendered. A simple life is not whatever, do whatever I want. Because our lives get complicated in it. But a simple life is do whatever God wants. You know, Solomon, after explaining all the extremes and happenings of life, he concludes not with complexity, but with simplicity. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12. Let's look at it together. He says, And further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books, there is no end, and must study its rariness of the flesh. He says, Don't try to know everything. Don't try to be so uh, complex about the understandings of life. Just let it go. Stop it. In verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Let's say the the last phrase together Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. What's he saying? Simplicity. Simplicity. Let's just live for God. Let's just be surrendered. Let's not fight the Lord. Let's not try to all find all the different reasons why we can or why we cannot. Let us make sure that we are surrendered to the Lord. Solomon concluded with his wisdom, a simple life, a simple life comes by a surrender life. It's a complicated life, yes, but it can be a simple one. Not away from trials, no. Not away from heartaches, no. But the inward peace and joy and eternal satisfaction in Jesus. I want to encourage you today. Do not live in complexity by the waves of this world. Live in simplicity in the calm weather in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us make sure that we hear, peace be still, as Jesus said in that storm.